Welcome to Normal with Autism, the podcast where we invite people to our kitchen table. And to learn about the lives of special needs families, we provide education and encouragement to our listener family. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. We're back. Yeah. It's 2020. I feel like it's been so long. Since, it has been. Right. It has. Yeah. Yeah, because we only did one, we only did one episode in December. Yeah, um, and that was with our, well, actually, <laughs> we I had recorded an episode with Jen and Jen to introduce Jen, T-shirt Jen uh-huh. to our listener family, mm-hmm. and that went well. And then our episode did not go well that we recorded with T-shirt Jen. Yeah. And we recorded another episode about social anxiety and then the recording messed up, which gave me anxiety. Right. And Craig, the sound guy, despite his many talents, could not fix it. And he was very (laughs) upset about it. (laughs) He was was like, grr. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, you need to calm down because if I'm the one that recorded it, if I'm not that upset about it. You're good. And I was like, like, goodbye. See you next time. Like, we good. Like, we good. It's fine. Thank you, Craig. We appreciate everything you do for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be re-recording that episode because it was a good one. So we'll be re-recording that at some point and putting it right to your ear holes. But just not today. Today we're talking about something different. Today we're talking about Ha Ha Hopes. Uh-uh-uh. Do you know that song? Yeah. Do you love it? Yeah. I, I get it. It's an earworm. I get it in my brain. And then I'm like, I have to listen to it and dance around to it. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the kitchen table, everybody. And welcome to our new episode, episode 30. Ooh. We're on episode 30. That's crazy. High, high hopes. All right. Because mama said. Yeah. We're going to talk about what mama said. I want to welcome any new listeners. We've had some new followers to the Facebook page, to the Instagram page the podcast dis- despite our absences hi new people we love new people um if you're joining us for the first time go back and listen please to all the episodes and hear just how wonderful they were uh. <laughs> you don't you don't th- do you have something to say do you not think they were wonderful no i do think they're wonderful in they- i think that we've changed a lot like grown like when we first started we were just like let's chat and now we're like let's chat like it's just a little different <laughs> it, it is the energy is different a little bit yeah i think we have a little bit more fun i feel a little bit more at ease we're a little more confident a little more confident or at least you are i'm still riddled with anxiety about everything <laughs> everything you're still an angsty dragon still but but craig the sound guy has managed to control for that mm-hmm. i get nervous when we interview people for the first time oh yeah like, even with T-shirt Jen, she's lovely and wonderful, and she would be the first person to be like, you're great, you're fine, let's just talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still, I still sound like an idiot. Um, When I interview people, I'll have to work on that. Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe, because ear holes. Yeah. We want more people to listen to us and get good information and our friends we want (laughs) we just want friends 
I mean, really, that's what this whole thing is about. Is it? It's about us having friends. Oh. We're lonely people. I'm not you don't want friends no i don't know i like i i I will take more acquaintances (laughs) just a few that's all you want i like to keep my circle small i understand that and my outer cycle or circle outer cycle just a little where were you going with that just a little bigger okay check us out on insta and facebook the facebook yeah that tells you how old i am that i said the facebook at normal with autism because we're there. How were your holidays, Miss Good, Sarah? really good, actually. Yeah, like were they surprisingly good? Fantabulous. Yeah. What What were the good? What were the highlights? Um. Well, I didn't leave my house, which was a highlight. That makes you happy. Yeah, I got to stay home. Um, we made the rule a couple years because I remember, like, as a kid. Like, we would open our presents, and then it was, okay, let's all get in the car and go here and there. Drive and hither like the and fir- yon. Yeah, and, like, the first couple years with the kids, like, we would go, you know, visit the grandparents and do this and that. And I was finally just, like, we're we're not doing that. Like, we're not leaving our house. I feel you. It's already so stressful and so, you know, there's just so much going on. And then to be like, okay, leave all the toys that you just got that you're super excited about. And, you know, I like to take a nap and watch Christmas movies. I don't want to be in the car and stressing out all day. Does family come to you then? Do you have extended people come to you? We went to my parents Christmas Eve. What I had, I had to work. Me and Matt both had to work. And then we went to my parents afterwards. And then we went to his mom's the next weekend. Mm-hmm. So we still saw everyone. We just didn't see everyone like on Christmas Day, which is fine. I like the idea of spreading it out. Yeah. Right? Like it's still magical. It's still meaningful. It doesn't have to be on Christmas Day. Right. You know, it's still yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do the same thing, I think, for the first 12 or 13 years of Q's life. We just, like I made a point. I was like, let's stay home, mm-hmm. you know, because I want my, even though I grew up traveling to my mamaw's house, which was beautiful and lovely and something that was very meaningful to me, um, it, it made it harder, like when she passed away. Mm-hmm. So like Christmas has never really felt the same until mm-hmm. the kids started really enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know, and I could watch them. Um, so I wanted my kids to have memories here in our house Mm -hmm. and but now my dad's disabled he's not doing well Mm -hmm. um his pain has gotten a lot worse and so we end up going to my mom and dad's house Mm -hmm. and then we'll visit Keith's mom and it all kind of works out and yeah like we went to we went to see Star Wars with Keith's Keith's mom's family so that was very yeah. That was nice. The kids got to... I love watching all the cousins hang out together. Yeah. yeah. We... um, Actually, what we ended up doing was I did like a day in a life Christmas edition, like photo session. Mm-hmm. So I just like took pictures all day. I of, saw like, some of those beautiful pictures. Yeah. Like them playing with their Legos and like Caleb helping me cook dinner and just like different things throughout the day and it was so great because everyone was like kind of doing their own thing but we're all like in the same vicinity right which is an accomplishment sometimes yes um 
so it was just like a really like cool relaxing day there were no meltdowns fantastic no fighting everyone was thankful for what they got like this christmas was the (sighs) christmas i prayed for last christmas that's like those average miracles yeah that happen and you're just like you can breathe like this went well yeah yeah didn't so have I'll, to be... I'll post some of the pictures on our Facebook page if you guys want to see. I would love to. I think people should see them. I think they were wonderful. Thanks. They're beautiful. Finn opened up presents all by himself. Oh, nice. Like his first Christmas where he's been interested. Yeah. By himself to open all of his presents. Nice. And that was wonderful to see. I got video of him doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that felt good. He was like, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. And... He opened it all by himself, so oh, that was... Oh, that's awesome. Owen got so many pajamas, which is what he wanted. Pajama. <laughs> I heard pajama. I love it. Um, pajamas are awesome. Yeah. You can't have enough of them. Yeah. You need them for day wear and evening wear. Duh. So... And I got a bunch of books and some new cat shoes, so... It, it sounds like it was a win-win for you yeah. all the way around. It was great. So it's... The first week of January, uh-huh. first full week of January, resolutions. Mm, got a couple. I like the, I like the, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pres- that's, that's a great word. Resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. How's it, how's it going for you so far? Um, well, one of my resolutions was to do a project 365, which is where you take a picture every day of the year. Um, I've since changed that resolution to a Project 52, which is where you take one a week. <laughs> hey, that's I got five a- days in, which is pretty impressive. But when I work, I work like 10 to 12 hour days sometimes. Right. So it's hard to like, it's dark when I leave and it's dark when I get home. So you're not, yeah. So it's hard to get, get them on those days. The point is you set a goal. You were reaching for the moon. Or is it you reach for the, you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon? I don't know. You, you know, shoot for the moon and you land you on the stars? You shoot for space and you end in space. <laughs> you shot for space and you ended in space. The I point is, like, you set a goal and then you were like, hey, this isn't working. I still want to reach a goal. And you modified it. Right. So I'm trying to just, you know, I'm, I have kind of like an all or nothing personality and I'm trying to just have like a... It's okay to be average personality. Like halfway through? Yeah. Like So my, my resolutions are um, no fast fashion. So I'm only buying I, second I saw that. Can you explain that to me? Because I have no idea what that means. Yeah. So fast fashion is um, just clothes that, you know, are cheaply made, that don't last, that are not great great quality you know like your h&m your forever 21 walmart walmart target like all those kind of things like they're cheap and they're cute and then they end up in a landfill so um i'm only buying secondhand and only if i have to have it because let's be honest i don't need anything (laughs) you're good (laughs) um and i'm also getting rid of at least half of our stuff i want to be a little more minimalistic Yes. I just, we have so much stuff and yes. it causes me so much stress. We, well, I, we, my husband and the mouse in his pocket cleaned out our basement somewhat mm. and our garage. 
um, we kind of do this purge pre-holiday because we get new things. Yeah. Right. And so we did this purge and it felt so good. Like I walked, we did enough stuff in the basement to get rid of enough stuff that I got a workspace. Woo! I got a desk. Yeah. And it's my computer goes there. I sat and wrote the entire podcast episode notes. Nice. Last night, I, I concentrated. Like, I did it. Yeah. Like, all in one thing. I wasn't interrupted. It was beautiful. It's amazing. It was. Like, you don't realize how much just, like, time and energy you put into taking care of things that you don't need. Exactly. You know, like, I was, <laughs> it happened because I was putting away the dishes, and I was like, why do we have five spatulas? Yep. Like, how many spatulas have I have I ever used at a time? It's not five. Right. So what I've been doing is just trying to fill up one bag a day. Sometimes that's a grocery bag. Sometimes it's a trash bag. Sometimes it's a big tote. Like, just trying to do one. And it doesn't take very much time. You know, when you're putting away your coffee cups, if you see, like, why do I have 30 coffee cups? I only use these five. Get rid of some of them. It takes you know, minutes. Exactly. And then you'll look in your cabinet and you'll feel so much better. Oh. Like, it's so, like... Uh, it's... Marie Kondo knows what the hell she's doing. Yeah, she does. Right? Yeah. Sparking joy in all of our faces. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I've also been watching um, a lot of YouTube videos about decluttering and uh, being minimalist. Doesn't and... it feel good? Yes. Like, even watching other people do... De- I'm such a nerd... Because even like watching other people, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at your labels. Like, it's just all so pretty. Can it I makes tell me you? so happy. I didn't even have this down in our show notes. Can I talk about Ikea for just a second? Oh, girl, can we? Because the day after you said you went, I was like, hey, Owen, you want to go to Ikea today? Oh my God. I had never been, right? <sighs> and now your world has changed. I heard everybody talking about it. So I kind of knew like, oh, it's Ikea. And like, there's a lot of things there. Mm-hmm. And like, people talk about like, it's like Target where you go in for one thing and then you end up yeah. spending $500. And, and five hours. And five hours later. So we we made the mistake. It was me and Keith and Finn. Mm-hmm. We made the mistake of taking Finn. Mm-hmm. Not because he's not wonderful and can't handle it. But I tend to have more anxiety for him. Yeah. And so that sets off my anxiety, which I think he feeds off of, which it just kind of ping pongs back and forth. I'm speechless about the place because like there's two levels Mm -hmm. and the showroom, like it's a literal like maze. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to read signs Mm -hmm. and you have to follow arrows. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have like whole houses set up. They have. I understand why people play hide and seek there, yeah. and they say please don't play. There's a a a, a freaking restaurant. There's two. There's two. That's how I got Owen to go. <laughs> Did you say you want some Swedish meatballs? Okay. And he was like, so yeah, <laughs> mom. Duh. So I was like, do you want to go to IKEA with me? And he was like, no. And I was like, they have two restaurants there. And he's like, okay, sign me up. And so we get there. And so the whole way there, I'm like, this is a Swedish store. Some things might be in different languages, but blah, blah, it's blah, all blah. in different languages. Yeah. So we get there and we're like in the cafeteria line and he's like, where's the sushi? <laughs> and I was like, they don't have sushi here. And he God goes, bless his little they don't soul. have Swedish sushi here. And I was like, Swedish sushi is not a thing. <laughs> Should we say that five times fast? Swedish sushi, Swedish sushi, 
Swedish sushi. So then he like started to get upset. Like that's the only time that he like started to melt down a little bit. And I was like, but they have chocolate cake. And he's like, fine, <laughs> I'll take it. They also he have. Thought, he straight up thought they were going to have sushi there. <laughs> Swedish sushi. Nonetheless, they also have cinnamon rolls. Yeah. So I have, I, I was in a daze walking through the showroom because I was just like, everything's beautiful and I want everything. And then we hit the market place Mm -hmm. which is the lower level Mm -hmm. that i didn't even realize existed yeah where you can buy everything yeah and then they have the warehouse Uh where you can also buy everything Mm -hmm. and i was like i was walking around it was almost like the first time we went to disney and i was just walking around with like a stupid grin on my face (laughs) because there was so much to take in yeah and i was and then i was like I don't know what to get. And then I went, cinnamon rolls. (laughs) I know those. And you don't have to put them together. And I bought cinnamon rolls to take home. And they're the best freaking cinnamon rolls that I've ever had in my entire life. You didn't have any meatballs? No. Oh, they're delicious. When we go, we'll get meatballs. Okay. They're so good. So that's where I got my desk. And we have to go back because I need, like, I just finally discovered, like, I need a chair cushion. I need a new chair. I need... But you need me to go with you? Yes. Okay. Yes, we'll go together. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. What was this episode about again? This episode <laughs> is not about Ikea, All although right. if Ikea would ever want to sponsor us, you just need to reach out and we'll we'll listen. Let's talk about... We'll assemble our own episode. We will put it to... Keith calls them adult Legos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to talk about our vision for 2020. Okay. Okay. And when I say our... I mean, like, the collective us Mm going to talk about our vision for 2020. Mm -hmm. So have you seen the um, posts where everybody's like, here's my word for this year? Yes. Do you have a word? Um, That's no. Well, I have, like, a whole sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's against the rules. Well, because I have, like, a different, like, word for each thing. Like, I want... Okay, so one of my words is, like, healing. Like, I want to, like, find a therapist and, like, let go of some of my anxiety and shame and trauma that I've carried with me for years. Amen. I want to heal. You will... It will happen. It will... I am... If I ever find someone to take my insurance... I am speaking (laughs) that on you now, is that you... There will be a therapist there that will... Uh, Because that is going to happen. I feel that when you say If you're in the Columbus area and you're a therapist and you take Cigna, get at me. Right. Um, (laughs) And then one of my other words, like, for my home is less. Okay. Because I want less stuff. I want less chaos. So healing, less... Got it. And then I also want more money. <laughs> money. There ain't no shame in wanting money. More, you know, quality time, more valuable, re- you know, relationships. Like, I just, I want to spend my time better. I, there's just, there's things I want more of and there's things I want less of. And it feels so good to recognize that, doesn't it? Yeah. To recognize, like, at this point in my life, Spirit is calling to say, like, you need this, you don't need this. Yeah. Like, 2019, my word was survive. Mm. And now, 2020, Mm. I want my word to be, like, thrive. Mm. I have three words as well. Rise, because I'm ready to rise above it. Yeah, girl. I'm, I'm ready to transcend 
there was so much drama and chaos last year and I'm 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 I want to rise above it because it's not serving me Mm -hmm. and choice um recognizing that there is a choice involved recognizing that I'm not a victim recognizing my my powerful that that's not there that I am powerful right and then vision and this was kind of inspired. We had our meetup to talk podcasting things. Yeah. We were visioning for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then our um, pastor at our church, Pastor Tim, gave a, a message about visioning, mm-hmm. right, with God and like visioning for the future. Um, and it was, it like inspired me. It struck me. Um, but I need to say, um, I think that in this episode, I want to cover like the word vision because mm-hmm. I think it's important. It's important to have how you, to understand how can you vision for yourself mm-hmm. because visioning for yourself will help you vision for your child. Yes. How to vision for a special needs child. It can feel different um, than visioning for a typical child. Um the steps to take to vision for yourself and then the steps to take to vision for your child. So I kind of want to cover those areas. Um, And like I said, I was inspired to put this episode together because of our planning session, but then because of church on, on Sunday with pastor Mm -hmm. Tim and his message. um, And he said like about visioning for your kids or visioning for yourself, visioning for your kids, and the visioning for your kids kind of gut punched me mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I experienced some real sadness when he brought that up, um, because having a vision for the kids' future. Uh, I actually texted some of you guys, right, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, this is a hard message." You know, today he's talking about having a vision as a parent for your child's life. And I'm trying not to cry thinking about Finn. Mm-hmm. I actually sent that message to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was kind of, it was hard. And I wanted to know, do you struggle having a vision for Caleb or Owen or both? Yeah. Um. Well, one of the things that he said in the message that really... I identified with was he said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what the words was, but you make plans, you make a vision based on what you know now, you know, and right now, do I know that Owen's going to be capable of living on his own? Do I know that he's going to be safe? Do I know that he's going to not have another psychotic breakdown do I know like what do like if I'm making a vision for where I am in this moment I it's not I don't know (laughs) like I can't imagine that far ahead to say like yes this is what my I want my son's life to be I want him to be happy and safe that's it I think as parents there's that level of unknown that Mm -hmm. we all face with all kids when it comes to visioning for their futures, right? Mm-hmm. 
but I think there needs to be a new word of unknown and uncertainty. Like it's a whole other level up mm-hmm. when your child is differently abled, when they have individual needs, when they suffer with mental illness. Mm-hmm. There's a whole different level of unknown and uncertainty. And our friend, the the one um, friend I texted, Jessica, we were talking afterwards. And I actually, she, you know, because she was feeling it. She was feeling my sadness. And, like, it hit my heart. Like, I have to think about Finn's future. And she said, well, the difference is it's your future for him, your vision for him, and not his vision for him mm-hmm. and I said yes that's exactly it and he has no agency over that right right now right it's not like he and I can have a conversation and say like oh I'm interested in this doing thing you know by when I think about Q by this time by eight years old he I knew he loved Legos mm-hmm. and we would talk about Legos 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 and he said mom I want to be a Lego engineer Mm-hmm. At eight years old, you know, and you can have those kind of conversations with neurotypical eight year olds. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work with neurodiverse. Right. Eight year olds. Well, even Owen, he wants to be a soldier. He wants to be in the army. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The army doesn't take autistic people. Right. They should. Right. Autistic people thrive on routine and rules and, and they structure. would be great in the military, but mm-hmm. they don't take kids with autism. Mm hmm. He wants to be a detective. Right. Well, you have to be a cop and you have to, you know, be able to have a level head and, you know, thrive under pressure. Like he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. But not to say he do- he won't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, this time last year, I never thought that we would be where we are now. Right. Like I never thought we would have two good days in a row let alone a good month right you know so who's to say in 15 years right he won't be at that point I don't know that the the diary of a mom Facebook page that I follow mentions her um uh experience raising her daughter with autism um and she said one of her quotes is seven is not 17 Mm -hmm. and she's so right And still there's this, like, Finn Finn will likely never speak with his voice. That's a a huge limitation for him right there Mm -hmm. in terms of what society will and will not allow him to do. Right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that's a huge limitation. So seven is not 17 and... I'm so very aware of what he can and cannot do. And I think it's how other people will treat him based on that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So let's talk. Let's take some steps. Let's talk about these steps so that we can see, like, even though we face these huge obstacles of this fact of our children's limitations or their their disabilities or their their mental illness issues let's talk about still these steps so first looking at how visioning for yourself will allow you to vision for your child I know you've all heard this before it's an oldie but goodie but if you are in a plane crashing what are you supposed to do your child's sitting next to you 
put on your oxygen mask first. First, right. Would I do that? Probably not. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I just I hate that anecdote. I know, but think about it for just a second. Like think about the idea of like you taking care of yourself first as a mom. And how much more you're able to give to your family because you take care of yourself first. And for those of you who are listening everywhere, uh, if you could see Sarah's face looking at me right now, you'd be like, just move along, Tara. Just move along. <laughs> just move along. Okay. All right. Just, okay. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Just follow me okay, this one. I'm listening. She's so quiet right now. I have so many things to say, but we only have 20 minutes. So. I know. My <laughs> life is divided into two very distinct time periods. There's before epilepsy and autism and after. Mm-hmm. And I remember the sinking, drowning feelings of those immediate first months, years of being in that space, right? Yeah. After diagnosis. Yeah. And I think for a while, it felt like, the only thing I could focus on was what Finn needed, his priority, doctors, therapy, assessments, paperwork, Mm -hmm. insurance, billing, fighting, meds, hospitalizations, Mm -hmm. right? We are all consumed. We are drowning in those experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's all we got Mm -hmm. in those first couple of years. It wasn't until I recognized that I was drowning in that and that I needed to save myself that then I could finally like come up for air and breathe and start to feel more present, more aware, more myself when helping my child. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like for me... I've gotten to a point where so much of my identity is Owen. Like, I don't, almost every conversation I have somehow steers towards autism or Owen. How's Owen doing? Like, anyone. <laughs> like, I can literally turn any conversation into it. And, you know, like, I went, I have anxiety. Surprise. Um, I went for a checkup a couple weeks ago. And my doctor was like, hey, how's your anxiety going? And I was like, well, Owen's doing really well, so I'm doing really well. Like, we're so closely linked. And it's part of it is a control thing. I don't trust anyone else to do all these things. My husband's great. He's amazing. He doesn't know when his doctor appointments are. He doesn't know... You know, he doesn't fill out the paperwork. He doesn't do any of that. He's at work. He's earning our paycheck. He's, you know, paying for these therapies that I'm taking him to. You know, it takes both of us. But, you know, when you say, like, you need to take care of yourself so you can take care of your kids, if my kid's not taken care of, I'm not taken care of. It's so hard to draw that line. And I'm I'm adamantly agreeing with you on everything that you just said. And I also probably am in a bit of a different space in my journey mm-hmm. because I remember all of that that you just said. And there's something that shifted for me where I still feel all of that. Like when I talk, it's me and Finn, mm-hmm. right? 
Like I never refer to myself just kind of as myself. It's me and Finn. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it's going to be forever. I'm his person, you know, and he's mine. We belong to each other. And I've somehow shifted to make space for an idea of myself that's separate and apart from him. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in that space now. And I see you clearly saying you're not in that space right now. And that's I'd like okay. to be at well, some point. Let's talk about some steps to get there because I'm sure people listening, I'm sure there's some people that resonate with me. Like, yes, I've been able to make that space for myself, but I'm sure there's a lot more people out there that resonate with you that say, yeah, I've not made that space for myself. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Right. How do I vision for myself? Ask yourself, are you drowning? First, do you feel like you're drowning in the appointments, in the paperwork, in the minutia of the everyday that is a caregiver to a disabled loved one? Yeah. Right. Um, and for me, it didn't it didn't click until I, I asked myself, like, God, yeah, I'm drowning in this. I need help. I need something. Something has to change. Mm-hmm. Something has to shift. Ask yourself, how can you save yourself first? What is it that the the baby steps you can take to get to a place where you can make space for just you again? For me, it was going away. Keith, Finn, and I went away to Cleveland for a weekend. I attended a conference for a couple of days, and they went and ran around the city and had fun together. I had so much anxiety at the beginning of that experience for all those reasons that mm-hmm. you just listed. You know, like nobody knows how to take care of him like I know. Mm-hmm. And then I did it and I was so happy because that conference, it was a Gestalt therapy conference at the Gestalt Institute in Cleveland. It filled me up so much. It shifted me so much because I made space for myself again. Like just me by myself. I wasn't anybody's mom. I wasn't anybody's wife. And I was, but there was just me again. Mm -hmm. I made space for myself. So what are some baby steps? What part of you need saving? And what are the baby steps you can take to start saving that part of yourself? Maybe for you, it's photography. Mm -hmm. Maybe for someone else, it's some type of craft or hobby. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's music, some type of creative. Maybe it's taking a learning class by yourself, something, you know, a baby step. You don't have to start your own business overnight. Just what are those baby steps you can take? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That feel like it resonates a little bit. Ask yourself what sparks joy for you. Hello, Marie Kondo, <laughs> right? Ask yourself, is there something that feeds my soul? For me, it starts out like giving myself spiritual attention. Like I go to God first. That's just who I am. What do you go to first? You, maybe you don't call it God. Maybe for you it's the universe or that bigger power that you connect to or Buddha or whoever. Whatever that bigger power is that you connect to, I know for me, that works if I go to it first. And then how can you get in touch with that inner wisdom? Because we all got that inner wisdom. We've all got that inner voice speaking to us. And when the doctors and the paperwork and the insurance and the billing and the therapies get too loud, 
I can't hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. So those are the steps to vision for yourself. Sounds super easy. It's not. No. No. As being. You're being facetious? Yes. Do you, do, I don't even know what that word means. Oh my gosh. The doctor I work for says that word 50 times a day. Will you ask him? It means like sarcastic, right? Okay. Facetious. I love it. It's a good word. Oh no, you have a master's degree. You tell me. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> so we talked about how visioning for yourself will set you up to vision for your child. Let's take a second to, we talked about some steps to vision for yourself. Ask yourself those questions. Am I drowning? What part of me needs attention? What are the baby steps I can take to get that attention? Now it's time to look at why is visioning for a special needs child different than a typical child? Mm -hmm. It just is. Yeah. It just is, right? Um, Some of the things that I experience in terms of it being different, I have Q. He's more of a typical child than mm-hmm. Finn is, neurotypical mm-hmm. child. Um, Q has agency over his future. Mm-hmm. He is starting to discuss colleges. He's starting to make decisions about, like, am I going to stay at home? Am I going to move away? Those are all his. As of this moment, I don't think I'll have those conversations with Finn. Yeah. Right? Um. I can't have a conversation with Finn right now about what his favorite school subjects are, about what he enjoys. I can with Q. Um, I might not be able to get through this next part to say it out loud. You might have to take over. Q will someday, God willing, get married to a wonderful person who will always want to hang out with me and Finn and like always make our family a priority at Christmas. Like I'm thinking maybe the person will be an orphan and they won't have a family and they'll just want to be with our family all the time. That Mm -hmm. would be like best case scenario. And everybody can just come live at our big house. Um, And as it stands right now, Finn won't have someone. Yeah. Right. I pray to God I'm wrong about that. I don't know that I am, you know, yeah, that's that's a hard one, you know, and I take it a step further. I'm like, okay, he does meet someone. He does fall in love. They have a kid. Mm. That kid is just like him. Mm. How is he going to handle mm. mm-hmm. all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's genetic. Like, a lot of his conditions are genetic. Right. These are the things that keep me up at night. <laughs> Um, I'll get a mom and son dance at Q's wedding. If I want that with Finn, I'll probably, it'll probably have to be the three of us at Q's wedding, which I'm sure he would do. I can't even, I got to let that go. Um, Finn's life expectancy right now is 36 because he's autistic, Mm. you know? So these are all the... The, the ways it's different mm-hmm. to vision for a neurodiverse kiddo. Yeah. When you look at statistics like, you know, Owen is autistic, yes, but he's also mentally ill. He has ADHD. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, all these other things. You look at the percentage of people in prison. Mm-hmm. 
how many of them are ADHD, how many have mental illness, how many, you know, people turn to drugs for self, you know, self-coping because they, you know, have these issues that they can't get help for because their mental health system sucks. So they self-medicate. Like, these are the things I worry about. Like you said, the things that keep you up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank God we're privileged enough to have the means to get our kid help. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you've been following this story or not, but just a few, uh, a week ago, there was a guy in Lancaster, not mm-hmm. too far from us, who took a employee at a pizza shop hostage mm-hmm. because he was schizophrenic, mm-hmm. was in a psychotic state, and thought the police were going to kill him. So he took this person hostage so the police would come kill him. And he didn't want to hurt her. Like, he was telling her, like, I don't want to hurt you. I want them to kill me. Why didn't anyone help him before it got to that point? Yeah, or what, or the kind of the the question of what is it about our system that didn't get him what he needed? Right. And he ended up, the cops ended up shooting him. Like, he ended up dying, which I understand at that point. He's got a weapon to someone, and he's saying these things. Like, I understand, like, you've got to, you know, neutralize that threat. I get it. But it's just so sad to me that it got to that point. Um, I was listening to uh, a Rob Bell podcast, and it talked about... um, Jacob wrestled with angels and Mm -hmm. the angel touched his hip and made him limp. And that's like a, a story about, you know, like wrestling with God and wrestling with life. And I think we are in that camp of we walk with a limp Mm -hmm. and we have to consider these things with our child's future. We have to consider all the ugly stuff that people don't really want to think about. Right. So, you know what I say for right now to close this up? F all the ugly stuff. <laughs> Is everyone bummed yet? I'm feeling really <laughs> bummed. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to get this back into a positive yay 2020. Remember our, my words, rise, yeah. choice, vision. What are your words? Let's talk about visioning for our child. Okay. First of all, first step. Spend time connecting to whatever greater power out there it is that you conceive it to be. Mm -hmm. God, Jesus, the universe. Like I said, whatever you envision that greater power to be that's greater than you, it is imperative to spend time connecting to that. Mm -hmm. Because I wholeheartedly believe that the steps I've taken to ensure Finn's future today have been guided by God. Because that's what I call the power that's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I get quiet and I listen and I speak to that through meditation, through, par- through prayer, um, through connecting with other people like yourself, you know, like because you and I connect, I experience the divine. Mm-hmm. So when I connect to the divine, I get guidance in those steps for Finn's future. That's first and foremost for me. Mm-hmm. I would say the second thing is listen to their listen to their children. 
Even if they can't speak verbally, your kids tell you stuff every day. Yeah. Right? Like Finn doesn't speak verbally, but he has many, many opinions. Mm -hmm. And he lets me know straight up what they are. Yeah. And, you know, based on that, I can tell someone that he would go be great in a door factory because he loves doors right now. I don't know. You know, he'd make a a great like Monsters, Inc. guy. He would be. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. The guy that runs the like the whole conveyor belt system. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. He has a mind that will probably love building things. Yeah. Oh, and two. Right. Legos, huge. Yeah. Right? Writing stories. Like, I don't know. Maybe he'll be the next young kids author. Yeah. Dave, what's his name? Dave Pilkey? Something. Captain Underpants guy? Stephen King? I don't know. (laughs) know, I've been reading a lot of Stephen King lately. So, first, get in touch with your divine, whatever you perceive that to be. Listen to that. That's where your inner wisdom is. Second, listen to your kid, however they tell you. And third is money, 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 money. Like first, second, and third steps are also money. Get your money in order because it is expensive to raise a disabled child. Yeah. It is expensive. Do you want to tell people what you're doing to get your money in order? Um, So we're doing Dave Ramsey, which we've done for a long time. We started a while ago and then Owen was hospitalized and... Our insurance didn't cover it, and our bills got out of control. Life happened. Life happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was one step forward, two steps back. We're finally in a good spot. We paid off a good chunk last year. We're hoping this year to be debt-free. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, once we get to that point, then we can start, like, our savings goals and, you know, planning for you know, putting extra money in retirement and paying cash for cars and all those kind of things. And also just having a good chunk for whatever Owen needs or whatever Caleb needs, you know, like we just want our family to be, I don't know, just not in crisis mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like I have to go to the doctor after this and I called Matt on the way here and I was like, I have to go to the doctor I have to pay $25 copay. We didn't budget for that. Like I was so angry I'm like, our budget's going to be out of whack now. Like, I was so mad. Um, And then I've also been using, so we've been budgeting, Mm -hmm. which I hate, but also I'm, like, obsessed with now. I know, me too. Um, So I follow someone on uh, YouTube, Instagram. Her name's The Budget Mom. The Budget Mom. Let's give a shout out to The Budget Mom. She's so great. She is amazing. Um, but she has a, a workbook. She So she recommends budgeting by paycheck. So we budgeted by the month before. Now we budget by paycheck, which is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, why did we not do this all the time? Yeah, we also budget by paycheck. I agree with that. Like, you need... Like it that's, blew my mind. It makes so much sense to do it that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. And we're just... We're able to plan so much better that way. So I got, like, a whole, like, workbook, and I just... Matt wakes me up at five in the morning on paydays now. And he's like, do you want to go do the budget? I'm like, yes, I do. We, because you said that, we have budget meetings now on Fridays. Yes. Isn't it the best? It is. And it never even crossed my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, of course we need a budget meeting. We have money coming in. We have to have a budget meeting. Right. Because before Matt would be like, okay, I paid all the bills. This is what we have left. Blah, blah, right. blah. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And now I'm like, 
twenty dollars for this, forty dollars for that. Yeah, because there's things that he doesn't think of. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, Owen's going to be testing for his, you know, belt in Taekwondo soon. We need how to pay for that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, there's things that just come along with being like the family organizer expenses that you know about that he might not know about and things that he knows he's like well i need an oil change i need i don't care about any of that so like it really takes both of us Mm -hmm. to know what our budget needs Mm -hmm. and girl i am telling you it has changed our lives my favorite thing is um i follow a lady on instagram debt-free charts Yes, I love her. Do you love her? Yes. So budget mom and debt-free charts. So debt-free charts, what she does is she like gives you this little color grid where you can like, like one of them says Disney and you're like, I want to save a thousand dollars for Disney and you can color that in as you get. And that like makes me, that brings me joy because Keith does Excel spreadsheets. I need pretty visual yeah. color charts and she does that and it makes me so 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 happy yeah. and excited to be yeah. like oh I'm gonna pay this off more and that kind of thing so yeah. budget mom and debt-free charts mm-hmm. get another on. really great one is Jordan Page uh, she has a website called fun cheap or free she has eight kids wait well, she has six kids. She's pregnant with twins right now. So she'll have eight kids. Ooh. I know, right? Go and take a deep breath on that one. Right? But her, Ooh. I follow her on YouTube. Um, and she has so many videos on like meal planning and productivity. Like just so many. She's so smart. And the things that she says are so common sense. But it's so motivating to be like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think to meal plan that way? Right. Right. So she's another really great one. If you guys know of any... I would love to find like a special needs mom budgeter. Special needs mom budget. Do you exist? Yeah. Are you out there? Someone you're following out there that, you know, does budgeting, does personal finance that also understands the special needs world. Right. I would love to follow them. Let me know. Let's make that happen. You should see my Instagram is just full of like people (laughs) on budgets and photographers and also cats. Oh, that's the other step for visioning for your child. Get a cat. Yes. Because it please. makes you happy. Yes. No. And the cat will be terrified of your kid. <laughs> so, first of all, get connected to that divine. Second, to vision for your child. Listen to your kid. They will tell you in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form what's important to them for their future. Yeah. And third, get your money self in order. Because without that, you're going to have trouble. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just the world we live in. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. It is. So, friends, we have successfully done our first episode of 2020. Boom. Drop the mic. Keith will be really mad at me if I do. We wouldn't do that. Okay. We're going to go. Listener family, here is to the complexity in our journeys, the highs and lows. And may those who observe us do so with compassion, especially for our amazing kiddos. Happy freaking new year. Yeah. Get your vision on. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Okay, we're done. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.